Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm Santuan. I'm Antoine. And we're the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? But since they hearing this, like, in January, you know what I'm saying? We just want everybody to know that we was nominated for a uh, favorite local podcast at the Detroit Choice Awards. So go to DetroitChoiceAwards.com or is it DetroitChoice.com? It'll be in the description. Yeah. Hit the link, go down, scroll all the way down, go to uh, Favorite Local Podcast. Uh, vote for the connected experience, man. Yeah. That, that was a good look. That was a good look. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a, uh, hey, that was a real good look, man. We appreciate that. Anytime you recognize by either your peers or the city you do it from, you know, we from Angster. Can't spell Detroit without the I. Nope. And we always say that this is a worldwide show. And uh, to get recognized, that was a beautiful thing. And we appreciate that. You got a word of the episode? I do got a word of the episode. The uh, word of the episode that I have is asinine. And that's an adjective. And that's foolish, unintelligent, or silly. Sometimes I get to acting like that when I'm on my bully shit. Yeah, all the time. All yeah. the time. What you I got, got one. Welkin. Welkin is a noun. And it's the sky, the vault of heaven. Man, there's so many words out here, man, that you never, ever heard of and never, ever use. I might start using these in the sentence right there on the show to come up with something. Yeah. I got one. Yeah. Anytime a woman is on top of me, she sees the Welkin. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. And, okay, so I, I'm, let's make it a compound sentence. Okay. Okay, so say your sentence. Anytime a woman is on top of me, she sees Welkin. And she might be serious, but I act so asinine. That she can't help but to laugh. There we go. There boy. we go. Boy. Yeah. That's what we gonna start now. Yeah. Niggas yeah. start doing yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, what motherfucker yeah. wipe out say ain't all that bitch? You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, gotta send a shout out to Bodie James, man. Get yeah. well soon, man. Everybody know that that's my favorite rapper overall. Like yeah. that's really my favorite rapper. Yeah, so. get well soon, Bo Yo, Jack. Bo. We need some of that new shit. Oh, since you saying that though, he dropped the vinyl. That's the last thing I seen him post. I meant to send it to you. He dropped a vinyl that's only available at that place, and it's only fifteen hundred. You might want to go oh, buy yeah, that I now. Get that. When yeah. we get in the car, you might want to buy that now. I, yeah. I, I, that overtook me telling you that because yeah. I meant I knew it was something. You know how that sometimes a nigga motherfucking uh, be kind of asinine in the thoughts. So yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Hey, uh, we got a guest, man. Yeah, we got a, the the most uh, repeat guest that we probably had, but this time, yeah, it's, it's all about, about him. him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's all and what about I say, him. well, he been on before though by himself, but this he got something special coming up. He like to give us the home of exclusives. He do do his rounds. But it ain't nothing like sitting with us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. Yeah, you know Because I check all of them out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so but it ain't nothing like sitting with us. I'm a fan of the homie. So where, yeah. whatever he got going yeah. on. So, man, who we got, man? Man, we got B-Scarred, man. Real name. No gimmick, man. Go ahead. Yeah, introduce on, yourself, man. What up, what up, though? What up, though? What up, though? Yeah, man. How you been, man? Happy New Year, man. Happy you know New Year, man. No complaints. Uh, Just bringing in the New Year. You know, thankful for everything that's been going on. And just blessed, brother. Yo, yo, that's a dog-ass sweater. That's somebody That's somebody around the way. Like. Uh, it might be because I didn't um check the the brand. I just saw it at uh, 
I was at Fairlane when I copped this. I want to say City, man. Yeah, that shit hard. I like that. Y'all some like, yellow hoodie wearing niggas today. I got too, on the man. yellow hoodie too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so y'all niggas twitters. Yeah, my shit is a lace <laughs> visual. I'm gonna steal my Twitter shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got on. Yeah. So B man, what's up, man? Shit, man. Just uh, wanted to come holler at y'all, man, and you know talk about this event and get stuff cracking, and pretty much that's it, man. And yeah. Kind of reintroduce myself. I feel like uh, everybody know me now from. Uh, being behind the scenes with Dot Gang, shout out uh, to P Dot, uh, Chaz, Dollar, and Sinatra, because that's what I've been pushing yeah. since uh, pre-pandemic in 19 and now. Um, and obviously the most successful has been Dot and Chaz from that situation. So I just feel like it's time for me to get back out here and kind of regroup, re-strategize, and um, reintroduce myself to the, the newer audience out here. Not just in Detroit. I know y'all got a worldwide audience. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. With the pod. <laughs> So, how how do you kind of uh, navigate through that? Because okay, like overall, I, I'm a behind the scenes person. You know what I'm saying? Like I really rather work and do stuff behind the scenes because I feel like when I do that, I'm able to find more genuine people who want to work for it. But then usually when I get in front of the mic and stuff like that, I feel like doing behind the scenes work sometimes take the background to that because you still want to keep yourself relevant as well so how do you kind of navigate through that um good question i would say uh first of my just staying spiritually grounded so like i don't tend to like just go to things or be around people for the sake of being around them i try to be around people with similar energy and i try to um do business where I feel it's a welcome mat in terms of the business that I'm trying to do. And um, I've been blessed that most of the relationships I've cultivated has been with people that I mutually respect. Yeah. I haven't had to deal with people that I was just working with them for the sake of working with them type of thing. Yeah. So I've been blessed in that regard. Yeah. Um, and, and I look at it like that too, right? So, I mean, to be very honest, because when it comes to like marketing uh, and stuff like that and behind the scenes, I really don't think it's two people you could put together who really can fuck with me and SJ when it comes to that because we just had such a vast knowledge. But when I sit down with these people, I pass on a lot of money because it's like this don't align with my spirit. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like it just it could be a person attitude. It could be we could be out having the initial meeting and say we at like a coffee shop or something. How you come across to the staff at the coffee shop? Because at the end of the day, not even at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, if I take this money, I work for you. But if I see how you treat people who work for other people, it's a no for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's the biggest thing, because like. A lot of people do a lot of shit, but a lot of people can't do the shit we can do, if that makes sense. Right. And it's easy for me to look at like an artist and be like, you doing good, but you really just need this. And this is from the outside looking in because like we really start off as supporters of these artists. And then it's like, how, how, can, we we, help how, how, how can we help you? Because I'm a supporter and I see what you need to get to the next level. And I know that's kind of how you was running, starting with your career right. at one point. So like. Now that you you known for behind the scenes after being known with the uh, Detroit uh, 
rap. Well, they actually go back way deeper than that, though, because with music, you actually started like doing internships and mentorships. Yes, so yes, you you young, but you like in the game, you was the young guy in the game, and now yeah, you the yeah, old yeah. guy. But you're not to, even old. But you're not yeah, old yeah, in yeah, age. You know what I'm like, because the entertainment <laughs> industry, something that the age is like a different age it, in the entertainment. Yeah, industry. right. Like you right, used to right. be the young guy at the store, yeah. running around with Big Herc and them and all of that, and now it's like. We looking at big hurt kids, like you know what I'm right, saying. Right. So, talk about just coming up in in a different time when you really had to have boots to the ground, man. And that's how you had to meet people. Like, what drew you into even wanting to go to the record store and work? So that um, is through family. So first and foremost, shout out Bye and uh, Tay Gotti, uh, King, Ring. You know what I'm saying the whole uh, L. I. Mean Chaplin Journey family. You know that took me in. You know, um, in support with my Scarborough family. Um, but my cousin Bad had a store called Platinum Records that okay. was on uh, the mile. Seven and, mile? Yep. At the corner? Was it at the corner? Uh, It was in between, like, right before you get to Greenfield. But it was like, when I say at the corner, it was like maybe two off of the corner, maybe. It yeah, wasn't yeah, in the yeah. dead center of the block, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. So um, he owned it, you know, with his lady back in the day. And, um, you know, back then, artists had to get consignment. Right now, out. explain what consignment is because <laughs> okay, because the crazy thing is, we used to run a record store when we was young, like gotcha. we used to our, our folks had a record store, so like that's how we met all of the a lot of right, these right, people, right, too. Right, like, right, right. we was there when rock came and brung the rock bottom stuff, right. and we they fill out the paperwork, right. give you the 10 CDs, right, right. and then we had the sound scan because yep, it was, yeah, so we are you know what I'm saying, facts, facts. yeah, yeah, so um. Consignment is basically where you go to a mom and pop or local uh, CD storefront merchant and you will deliver X amount of CDs. You will fill out a purchase order with them and then y'all break down how y'all going to split the sales of the CD. So obviously that merchant retained a certain percentage of the sales and right. the majority of the sales go back to the artist. And then you just re-up with them yeah. over and time. It was the good old days, man, because you you got the pe they had to come and bring it to you. So right. you, you yeah. met a person. When I was the uh, manager at Puffer Ridge, that actually was my favorite thing, man, because we had garnered checks from music before, you know, like a real check, a physical check. And you know, even if it's a hundred dollars, it's like, yo, I got a check for my music. And my favorite thing was calling them artists and telling them hey man you got to check up here but more importantly what that means is we need more music you see what i'm saying so yeah. if you got a check that means we sold out of what you got so come get some more music man i mean bring us some more music and that used to be my favorite thing when to be able to call an artist and say hey man you got something up here you know we but more importantly bring that music so we can uh so we can keep this going you know nice. what I mean? And that's how you knew who was serious. You feel what I'm saying? I felt like if when people left their money up there, they might not take it as serious. They might be getting money in, in another facet. It might not even be the streets. It might just be like, oh, man, I got to work uh, 12 hours today or something. You know what I'm saying? But that was my that was my favorite thing. Yeah. So after the record store, like, how did you get into the uh, the rock bottom situation a bit with Big Hurt? And like, Well, I wasn't um, a part of it. I was just like, he was the person that came to the store the most yeah. okay. in terms of like maintaining a relationship with our older cousin and just, you know, being around and just showing love and support. So I kind of developed a relationship individually with him. And through that, I got exposed to the other members. And then right. later on, met his sons. Shout out to Young Hurt, Juan Weezy, Mrs. Hurt, and the whole family. And just kind of developed that bond with Hurt right. as an individual in the family. And he kind of became like a mentor, you know, somebody I looked up to. 
It was like my first local superhero and rap yeah. in Detroit. Here go a fun saying? fact: Kaiso and Gangsta Boogie, the first people to put Malik and Herc on the same song. Okay, get, get that, that money, money remix. Okay, that's that's that's, that's founded. Everybody say after that, that. Say that one more time. I said Kaiso from Gangsta Boogie was the first person to put Herc and Malik on the same song and get that money remix. Gotcha. And after that, it started popping up. Now it might not have came out first, but he the first person to do it. And I know because I was in the mix. He 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 went to go pick Herc up from his crib. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So little Detroit rap history, like to throw that out, throw them nuggets out there. Oh yeah. In case a nigga think a nigga just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like to get that history. You know what I'm saying? Because that's I feel like that's that's what help you go further. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, just being around them exposed me to what Detroit was music. Yeah. Because I wasn't tapped into Detroit music. Like that, you know, like everybody else, I only saw what I saw on BET, MTV, VH1, whatever was playing on JLB and Hot 105.7, but it was 105.9 jams at the time. So whatever was coming on radio, whatever was coming on TV, that's what I knew. And radio and TV used to be a symbol of success when it came to this uh, music. And uh, that's just not the case no more. Because somebody, right now with somebody building a living with a super fan base that none of us never heard of. You feel what I'm saying? Because they they don't have to subscribe to them same mediums that we thought was uh, the symbol of success. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's right, right. So it's like when people when we talk, it sounds prehistoric now though to a to a kid listening to who go be listening to this right. when they do their homework and go be listening to this. It sounds prehistoric, but no, like it really uh, WJLB. What was what's next on the menu? If it wasn't for what's next on the menu, a lot, a lot of, of people, people wouldn't even had. No radio play in their own city, and you know this. This used to be you had to get where you come from first to branch out to the next backyard. You that's what anybody you would meet with would say. Do you got your backyard? Because if if the people in your neighborhood, so to speak, or the people in your city don't like you, how we know that it's gonna work? And not, it, it, it was that's tons the, of artists, the, the, but gotcha. right now it's just not the case. But what's next on the menu? Did what they did for the city at the time? It was like, hey man, that was like. You Shout make it DDT to yeah, DDT have been on man. here, but DDT makes one of our records, one of the last records we did with the music. But it's like when you made it here, you felt like I, I made it. It don't matter what nobody say. Like I'm gonna be on what's next on the menu. We it, it don't matter if they go play the record, but even to have people come up there, that was their first radio experience. So you see how it go, right? And then you was into radio at one point, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, how did you uh, get into radio yourself? So, you know, fast forwarding from the Platinum Record situation and um, being exposed to Detroit music, that same summer, I, um, which we talked about in another episode I did with y'all, y'all can go back and binge the episodes on y'all platform for the Connected Experience. Um, I was a student athlete, played basketball, and, you know, I was a decent athlete at that time, so I had the opportunity to go to California. So right. I went to California and I transferred high schools. Um, there, that high school program, had a um, student radio station. Right, yeah. right, right. And it was called KSPB FM 91.9 out there in uh, Cali. And I went to school in like Northern you, California. Okay, yeah, how about I say? Because when people say Cali, they just automatically think LA. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? I know you want the specifics, so I'm gonna make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I went to school in Pebble Beach, California, which is a part of the Monterey Peninsula. Yeah. It's technically Central California, but it's easier to say North Cal because people think about, like the you say, LA. And then uh, other people know about, um, uh-oh, it went out. Other people know about uh, the Bay and Oakland and all that. So I like to say um, NorCal 
to bring up the central cow yeah right. make it easier for people for comprehension but while i was there i had an opportunity to go to oakland san jose san right, francisco yeah. you know, i got around went down to la had a good time um the student radio station that we had was a good station because we had a thousand wattage it covered like six counties so i had the opportunity to like really get exposure oh uh, yeah that the whole way around yeah and one of the um memorable moments was when uh mr fab early early i'm talking about super early i don't think he had hair on his face yet yeah 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 uh he came and performed at our uh high school prom and so that's how crazy that but that was dope that, yeah, 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 yeah yeah so he was the yellow he was riding the yellow bus there he was shout the, out to fab he got mr fab Fab weekend coming no up. mr fab week week yeah yeah so i had a chance to see him and meet him early when i was out there and um while i was out there um played some other local artist music but i had a format that i did on sunday it's called the hip-hop hotspot so i learned how to operate the board i became a personality a little bit of djing nothing heavy and um that was my second foray into music after the uh the big hurt experience you know here locally in the city before i went away to school and then when i came home from uh high school i went to college in kalamazoo okay i went to kalamazoo college and still continue doing student radio there and they actually had an internet radio station, so it wasn't. Uh, and this so, was when the internet was new. Yeah, it was. So, it, was it was. You know what I'm saying? So we talking was, like Black Planet era, MySpace era, yeah. Message boards. Yeah, you know, I was still using AOL Instant Messenger. So this is like early, early internet. Internet. Yeah. You know, you still got a dial-up connection damn near. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the motherfuckers don't even know what you're talking about when you say an internet radio at the time. You're like, no, it come on the computer. It come on the computer. Yeah, you got to You had to explain it to them because that was a, that was a see. Again, people don't understand. Internet radio was when people stopped could stop from being local to being worldwide. international and worldwide because it's the worldwide. It's the web. worldwide web, and if you encoded the music right, I think we used to have a song playing in Czechoslovakia for years, but it was because of internet radio. Yeah. And then when you get your BMI statement and everything, because you're wondering like, is this shit connected? And you look and you seeing like the whatever it's either Czechoslovakia or the Czech Republic and you like why this shit say like 400 spins like (laughs) I've never even heard this shit playing on the radio but this is obviously right because it's encoded so internet radio did a lot for artists too like the crazy thing is on our campus because Kalamazoo College and uh, Western is right next door to each other so uh, our is off Academy Street our whole campus is off of one block because it's a uh, like junior college type of thing. No, no, no. This is a uh, Division three NCAA, but it's a private school. Oh, okay. So it's uh, Albion, Olivet, uh, Alma, Calvin College, Hope College. Oh, that that's the division. Yeah, that's the whole division that includes Kalamazoo College, um, and it's very prestigious. Uh, they call it the Harvard of Midwest. So if you go type in kzoo.edu and research it on Google, you will see all that. And you up there hooping? Yeah. What's your academic life like, though, at the Harvard of the Midwest? Like, I mean, I was decent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, this Harvard. Yeah, I always carried above a three point GPA. You know that's so, that's way more than decent. Like, especially for a student athlete who they try to just tell you to stick to whatever. You know, yeah, what I'm but saying? I wasn't on but, that when I got there. Though I was on some knucklehead. I was trying to hit all the girls. City nigga shit. We know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 this yeah. star athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you still, here. yeah. So you, yeah, but yeah. you still kept a three even yeah, with all of that. So, so um. That's how I got there. And um, like I said, with the internet radio, it used to come on the TV. So you had to turn the TV on 
to a certain station on the TV, and that's what the radio station came on that we had on campus. Yeah. So basically did radio between high school and college. And then when I came home, I had an opportunity to intern with Clear Channel, which is now iHeart. Yeah. And it was with Channel 955 and 98. But yeah. I turned it down because it was unpaid. Yeah. And at the time, I was just trying to make some bread, trying to get my family situated on yeah. some personal stuff. So I was like, I can't take this. But I didn't know. What it was going to turn into. Yeah. After that, five to seven years later. Yeah. So from there, well, at the same time, before graduation, that's when I uh, met Gov and Black uh, Government and um, started doing street team promo stuff with them. And like I yeah. said, um, in other situations, they were like my fraternity, if you will. Right. I didn't pledge while I was in school. I wanted to pledge Q, but that didn't happen. So my social experience I had on the weekends and holiday breaks and summer breaks with them. Yeah. So when Gov was trying to make his way up and do what he was doing, we was hand to hand CDs, flyers, posters. And meanwhile, you and Kazoo back and forth. Well, no, but I'm saying you spreading the message out there because yeah, now you feel like you're a part. Of, well, you are a part of something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Matter of fact, uh, I had because um, I majored in econ and business, but my uh, minor was in creative writing. Yeah. So I was doing spoken word. This was when I was in my uh, what's my Darius Love Hall phase. <laughs> Love Jones, you know what I'm saying? You ain't know who that was because I know you I ain't never seen, seen that. That never pressed play on it. What for but, you to be the cultural critic that you are, you never seen love. But how Jones, many niggas seen Inkwell? So you've never seen how love many Jones niggas seen Inkwell? have you seen Inkwell though? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just never he, he seen swapped love. About. He yeah, swapped about. I, just, I fuck with Lorenz Taylor. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, I do. That's my that's one of my favorites. But I just never seen Love Jones. I just because I guess in my Love Jones phase, I was searching in that Love Jones phase, I was just searching for more like I'm about it shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew I, who you been talking. Yeah, I had <laughs> I had a moment in college when I was doing spoken word and poetry. Yeah. And you was hooping? Yeah. And running the radio? Yeah. You a cold nigga, man. <laughs> I mean, but you know, no, I'm just saying though, like, yeah, like I always been somebody to like do multifaceted. Yeah, things. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Kalamazoo at that time, it wasn't gentrified the way it is now. Yeah. Right. So when you go, it's, to it's not gentrified; it's colonized. See, people misusing that <laughs> word. No, people you misusing that word as if being gentrified is something bad. The gentrification could come no, from it. No, not you, bad. but I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Any opportunity we get to teach, we got to. We can, go whatever ahead, neighborhood you from, you can go gentrify that because it just means bringing the property value up. Right. When they come outside of their, like, I'd be a colonizer if I went to your neighborhood and did it. Because just because I'm black don't mean we feel and act and think the same way. I'm looking for the lick. Like, they looking for the lick. Gotcha. But if I'm just, if we all live from on that block and we say, hey, we go Clean make sure that on by Thursday, the second Thursday of the month, uh, the second Thursday, everybody grass got to be cut. Nobody can leave a trash can outside past 5 o'clock. Now, what that means is if you get home at 3.30, I'm giving you permission to put my trash can up because you know I don't get home till six we bring in our own value up because we don't need nobody to bring our value up right. you feel what i'm saying but it ain't you but like you were saying it ain't yeah. how it is now yeah. basically so i mean kamazoo is way better now than what it was back then yeah um but at that time it wasn't a lot to do yeah so when i wasn't in class and i wasn't chasing tail and i wasn't playing <laughs> ball and practicing yeah i need something know, to do i need something to do so that's where uh the creative writing class i got heavy in that and that's where the radio continued when I was doing in Cali. Like, I basically tried to recreate the social uh, platform that I had in California. Yeah. I tried to recreate it in Kalamazoo because the experiences were similar. Yeah. They both were private schools. 
Right, you 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 just was you was tailor made for that situation once you experienced yeah, the yeah, California. Like you, if somebody wouldn't have probably did it the way you did it if they would have just went straight to Kalamazoo because right. that would have been their first experience. But you're like, oh, this ain't nothing new to me. Like I know yeah. how to navigate through yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. and form it. And like, so the social scene in Kalamazoo, you you building it. Yeah. And then, Shout out to my homegirl from Kalamazoo, man. Damn, I, her name slipped. Uh, Michelle, Michelle, that's my motherfucking dog, man. We used to work together at Villa. Yeah. She's from Kalamazoo, man. So that's now you in Kalamazoo, you, you back and forth. Smile on that one, brother. Yeah, because that was my motherfucking dog, man, because uh, I damn near used to be like the area manager and she used to catch a lot of flack because she worked in the mall. And, you know, street, street side stores would never be like the mall side because the mall got different. So I used to always feed her the information. That's how you do your shit. Do your shit like this. Because th- I worked on Grand River and Greenfield and motherfuckers is looking like, how this nigga doing this people who got like mall stores and i'm like first of all is is i'm on the side of the corner like these niggas is real fucking hustlers and shit they don't want to go to the mall versus being in kalamazoo where they gotta go to the mall but say the door to uh y'all don't open till 10 but you can't come in there till at 9 30 my nigga you can post up here at seven o'clock long as you keep the uh in front of the store clean you see what i'm saying so it just was different avenues that was my motherfucking dog so now that you back from kalamazoo and you is black government gang like because they was a big force in 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 the time period that that yeah. Cruz was running around like yeah. that. They was a big force, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, and that's undeniable. Like one thing is like when you the scope of Detroit rap is so the the it's such a wide scope, but only two or three crews get mentioned. Like, but it was mad crews running around. Uh, what was deep it? live action? Yeah, live action. Black uh, government was nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Gangsta boogie. Gangsta it, uh, black government gang, and it it was just like all of these crews. But I mean, you know what they say: the cream rise to the top. That's why the only two that's always mentioned is the street lords and rock bottom. And when I say the cream rise to the top, I felt Eastside Cheddar Boys. Yeah, Eastside Cheddar Boys. Yeah, yeah, Cheddar yeah, Cheddar yeah, Boys, yeah, yeah but I'm saying what I okay. So for instance, though. It, the Eastside Cheddar Boys still got active members today who still doing it. So they rise to the top too. Right. But what I mean is like those names just became synonymous with, with Detroit, Detroit rap. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like it rock bottom mainly because they was putting together. Nobody was fucking with their wordplay. You feel what I'm saying? The only thing about rock bottom now to date though is you can't find none of their music online. It, 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 it takes so long. There's certain pockets you can still get access on YouTube and that yeah. if it's certain. Yeah. But I'm saying, but it just take two. If you want, okay, the song with Tango and tap. Cash. The only, the only yeah. thing that's on tap is, is her, her solo. Her, 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 her solo album, right. Yeah. So it's like, y'all still could be relevant today if that changed. Right. Because yeah. a, when you say rock bottom and you say ride day, but a nigga can't find that one ride day verse that a nigga was rapping to him, he like, the fuck, man, fuck all that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? They got to put that shit online, dog. It, it is what it is. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's old anyway. Just like let motherfuckers appreciate what it was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you go back to that time period and now you back home from Kalamazoo, uh, you black government gang, when do you know that you want to do your own thing? Like, because you, because we met you, I mean, we was hip to the black government running around because we was running around at the time but you know what i'm saying but like again it was a big crew you know what i'm saying but we met you during the the award stage of your life but then when we look back we known you for so much longer than that it felt like it was like the award stage and uh when did stretch money come into play after the awards okay okay that was after the second awards or the first award the third okay 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 so we was three years in by the time i uh started working with stretch but Catch up the timeline. Um, when I graduated, I came home, 
had my first daughter, got married, started working at Michigan State, um, started going to grad school. And then in that period, you know, I was on my grown man. Right, yeah, you was looking at life completely. Yeah, I'm a so, father, I'm a husband, and it's all happening like yeah, this. So it's yeah, yeah. it's like a movie, like you they because they oh you go you, you you get your degree, you start your life, so you yeah. following this pattern now. Yeah, so when I get home, I basically take a, a I don't say a break. I basically left the black government situation, you know, kicked it with everybody, talked with good, like yo, I gotta go do my grown man. Right, this when I'm on. So just went and just lived life, and then a couple years down the road. My same uh, best friend slash partner, shout out to Tay Gotti again. You'll see a pattern with this. Um, from the platinum record situation to the black government situation, he came to me a third time, and this time he came with some other mutual friends that we knew. Shout out Jake Diamonds, a.k.a. Pat from Black Line Society. Shout out Ryan Dent. Um, we started Varsity Music Group. Right. So that was like me as far as me coming into the city for business and opening up shop. And hitting the ground running and that was in 2010 circa 2011 and um at that time we had several artists that we were developing and trying to push um two three years later uh the most successful out of that camp was Vizu low-key aka low-key the vibe yeah we dropped a project called focus in 2014 and that's kind of like when i was making my bones and really connecting with y'all uh, other influencers and tastemakers shout out dollface carol hen ivy Nick Speed, uh, Floss, G-Raw, Conglomerate DJs, Coalition DJs, you know, pretty much everybody. Everybody, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making my bones. And then out of that came the award show because Pete saw how I was pushing Vizu and liked my get down, how I was pushing him. He brought the concept, you know what I'm saying, of us working together and doing the award show together. The awards, man, like that that was a that was a great time in, in just Detroit culture, period. Not just music or whatever. That was just a great time in Detroit did, culture. Did you just man. use the word culture. Uh, that's that's what it was. That, <laughs> I, I, I gotta that. talk to them how they understand yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and the reason that was because that was when people started getting recognition for they putting in their hard work and they didn't know people was looking at them. Right. It wasn't like Y'all only nominated y'all homeboys or you had you could pay to get you know what I'm saying? Like it was more like I've been seeing them for the everywhere, same, I go. everywhere I go. I you know what I'm saying? I've been they've been at the same on the same DJ calls or whatever. They've been everywhere, whoever they are. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, so when y'all come with this, that first year, man, talk about that first year, because that first year I know what it took to do that, yeah. like, now that you look back. And that was a big deal that first year. So talk about that very first year that so y'all, like, we about to do this. That first year was just me and P. You know, that's just the tell of the tape of it. You know, we had a conversation, several conversations over the phone. And he was like, yeah, um, he did it once before. And it was like a people's choice type of awards when he did it because he had, like, 30 categories. But it was an issue over the name because somebody else had owned the Detroit hip-hop name. Right. So instead of calling it Detroit Hip Hop Awards, he called it something else. Um, but he did it once. And it was like, I think, 2007, 2008 when he did it. But it was so much turmoil around, around doing it. it and trying to make it happen. He kind of left it alone and didn't touch it. So fast forward to what the fall of 2014, we're talking seven, eight years later. He like, I think this can work. I think the city you know, ready. ready for this again. So, you know, in our phone conversations, we came up with the name Underground Hip Hop Awards. And just pretty much, you know, put our heads together and hit the ground running. So my responsibility was bringing in everybody that I knew at the time, bringing in the youth, 
you know, handling uh, the paperwork, handling the marketing and all that. He was dealing with the veterans of the city and dealing with the venue in terms of the shelter slash St. Andrews. And then we put our tools and fuse in and made it work. And at the time, he was catching a lot of flack for working with me because nobody knew who I was. Like, And that's crazy. I can work like... <laughs> But anyway, anyway right. yeah. I'm just saying, like nobody. But the business—that's that's just the nature of it. Because he business. had people that he came up with with DetroitRap.com that he started out with, and then even before Detroit Rap, when he was doing local love radio, radio, yeah, he had people that he was running with from that. So he had like, you know, two different categories or three different categories of people who yeah. felt like they were more deserving to be in that spot there than you. you. It's, it's not that's just what it. But they they felt like they deserved to be there, and Thank he looked you. at you like he worked to be here. Exactly. So right. his thing was he was trying to champion me and introduce me. And at the same time, I'm looking at it as an opportunity. Right. So it's like we not paying attention to the outside of what's going on. Because you can't. Because you can't. Right. Yeah. But that's just came with the territory where he had to deal with on his end. So nobody thought we was going to have the success that we had. It was very successful. And because of that, you know what I'm saying, it made him reach out to Mighty John Entertainment, who eventually became my third partner. In the situation, but initially started out as our sponsor, he was yeah. a flagship sponsor. Yeah, and so we moved up the second year to upstairs to St. Andrews. Yeah, that went crazy, and then we did. We never missed the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah that like, fucking TV screen. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. That fucking TV screen. After we uh, did the first two years, and we pretty much kind of had made our point that we was here and weren't going nowhere. The third year was the most successful year. That's when yeah. we had the screens. Yeah, that's just. You couldn't breathe in that bitch. We was elbow to elbow. Hey, elbow but elbow. it felt good because, like I said, we never missed a show. So to go from the basement. And when it was in the shelter, it was still, the, I mean, like, it was still, like, if you know the history of St. Andrews, you just knew it was something special. Like, right, right, right. you know what I'm saying? One of many special moments at St. Andrews. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I seen Bodie J's before St. <laughs> Andrews. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, that, that third one, though, like, just even speaking on as a... Uh, just a spectator, man. It just was so good. It was a beautiful. See, it situation. was packed. It was. It was yeah. packed. It's no way around it. Like that shit was packed. You couldn't and, really raise your yeah. You drink and, your cup. And, <laughs> and it's like, dog. Everybody in here for the same reason because they fuck with Detroit rap and fuck with this this movement. And like I said, we had been to the first one. We like we never missed one, but like I it, I never had a feeling like I had that third that third yeah, yeah, and we was presenters too but same, same yeah. we yeah. had y'all in the mix yeah. part of the yeah. brain trust you know, yeah we got y'all opinion on yeah i like this shit look this yeah, shit looking good, good baby you feel what i'm saying so now you established and you could throw events like people know like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so after that you yeah. know the event went crazy i'm doing stuff with carol I'm doing stuff with Hand House. I'm doing stuff Carol, with when you say Carol, you're talking Carol Dorsey, right? Yeah, yeah. See, so we never met Carol. That's one of the only people okay, we, we never, never had met. an opportunity oh, to wow, sit down wow, and talk wow, to. And, and a lot we've of seen her. We've been, like in, we've been in the same room. Spots. And same spots. Same panel type of thing. But, but we've we never, never been introduced properly and got to chop it up. Because even with Carol, we're going to get back to it, though. But even with Carol, you got to think. Like, she nigga, Detroit saved BG. You feel gotcha. what I'm saying? That's a that's a thousand percent that the city of Detroit say BG at the cash money, right. right? But his auntie doing that business really solidified it. Cause if the business ain't good, it don't matter yeah, where the Carol, fuck you go yeah. and who embrace you. But for some reason, the city embraced her on that business tip. I mean, it ain't for some reason. She obviously knew what she was doing. Yeah, it got yeah. connected to the right people, and that's just one of the people. Like we just never had. We just never had the opportunity. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Shit, I read in a magazine. I forgot. I read so many magazines, but a motherfucker said it was BG. It might have been BG Mama or something. Like, listen, at the cash money, if Carol ain't know what she was doing. 
we was done. And I guess her background, people wasn't taking her serious at first because I think she either had a regular job or she could cook or some shit. Like it's it's kind of cloudy, but whatever her background was, they didn't think they music. didn't think yeah, she, she could was, do the she music. Was the, she was the infrastructure or what Chopper Chopper City, City. Yeah. Chopper, Chopper City, City Records, Records was yeah. at the time, and then they set up shop here in Detroit. Yeah, and it worked perfect. Right. Hit the ground yeah. running. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so now you throwing these events, you hand house, Carol, Dogface, all of these people, and yeah. then fast forward is 2023. Well, you were supposed to have a big event at the end of the year, uh, this year. Well, last, last year. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were supposed to have a big event. Yeah. Couldn't wait to come. I didn't have to work. It yeah. did boom and gets postponed. Right? Yeah. So, uh, just following the timeline that we own and just catching things up. We had the third year we was talking about, which was the most successful year. And the last two years were still successful, but we was kind of like moving laterally a little bit. Right. Because we had some interchanging um, things we was doing with the ballot, some interchanging things we was doing with personnel. I started having some personal things go on with me. And um, so I wasn't as active the last two years the way I was with the first three. Um, but out of that situation came the management journey in which I had the opportunity to work with Stretch. Work with Ro Kane. Yeah. Um, my consultant picked up. I started consulting with Bodie James, started consulting with Drago and Bino. Um, had a, a short stint with Wando, a little bit with IBGM at the time. So shout out uh, Tony Zuko and uh, Detroit Charlie. Um, but all these opportunities <coughs> stem from just how I was moving and grooving with the award show. Well, you just adding value to every situation yeah. that you touch. That's yeah. just, yeah. Doing a, uh, my own podcast, Four Corners, which is the showcase that we're talking about today is up under. And I'm just expanding my brand. So, uh, shortly thereafter, you know, the pandemic happened. And um, coming out of the pandemic, um, that's when I started working with PDOT and Chaz. And that was strong. That was a strong, like, that was, that was, yeah. that, that, they staples in the city. And I'm both of them had their own careers that was going Really well, you know what yeah. I'm saying. But when they, when when y'all got together, yeah. however you put the, however however that structure together, when yeah. y'all got together, bro, like they became real to me. And I'm on the scene. I've been yeah. on the scene. Speak they, your mind. Yeah, they Speak but they became mind. like real staples in the city. Like yeah. when you made them a duo, that that was unheard of for for that time in rap. You know what I'm saying? And it worked perfect. And then they dropped several. They dropped a couple good great projects together to hold they self up and then they went back to being who they were yeah. and they that's what like that was great like that was that was a CEO move that was Appreciate that. that was fr that was knowing about consignment like that was your moment for me when I was like okay now he's him he's yeah. everybody know who he is but this is his brainchild like everybody understood it yeah. because of the years of working and now you back to throwing events but th this event is like one of them events like this yeah. is a big deal man so talk about what you got coming up yeah so with the um event like you said uh we're supposed to have it in the holiday season we kicked off the first one on, on halloween at big daddy games <coughs> went really well did well was excited about it so i'm like okay this ain't because at first it was gonna be a one-off yeah like, all right well i'll bring it back you know we bring it back for christmas time but due to some unforeseen circumstances troubleshooting behind the scenes decide to postpone it Cause if it ain't right, I ain't gonna do it. Right, right. I just wanted to make sure everything was right. Um, so shout out to T Two Times from Hot One Seven Five. She hosting uh, DJ DDT, who we brought up earlier. What's next on the menu? On yep. the ones and twos, special guest Floss a lot, Bianca Bad uh, being headlined by my team. Shout out P Dot Thirty Two Sixty Nine Chives, uh, Sinatra Seven Forty Seven. Other co-headliners is Nylon Keys, 
uh, OMG Flu, who now goes by uh, Mir Terrell. He just changed his name recently. Okay. And then okay. a bunch of new talent. But um, got support from One Dope, Inc. Shout out to DJ Mix, Starters Bar and Grill, Amplify Fellowship. Shout out to Rod Wallace. And where's it going to be at? Where's it going to uh, be at? 36 Vision Studios next Saturday, January 21st. Right. So, so uh, and then even with this episode, this is an episode that we're recording on a Sunday and yeah. putting it out tomorrow just yeah. so you could, because he could put the call in and be like, <laughs> I, I need that done. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that come from yeah. years of working with each other, knowing that each other's brands are strong and can do. Yeah. But yeah, so what's the address? 25450 uh, Five Mile Road. It's right on the uh, right before you get to Beach Daily. So it's on Five Miles before you get to Beach Daily. Now we've been up there before, and I got several different rooms in there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it, the the set the setting is dope. Like yep. yeah, yep. like that's a that's a that's a good look. Now I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it because when it was supposed to be, when it was supposed to be, everything was going, you know, right. a certain everything. way. But yeah, but if I can, bro, you know, I'm there, like straight yeah. up, like it's it's this Saturday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I work midnight, bro. So if I, I if I could, you know what I'm saying? So, but for sure. And it's right there. It's great parking. It's enough parking over in the uh, area. Like it's well lit. Is we just was up there for an event that. Yeah. Uh, Somebody. We got security too, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good neighborhood. Like you'll feel safe and secure, yep. and it's just good talent coming. So you say y'all got some up and coming talent that's on there. You got any names that you could give us that's up and coming? Uh, Bring them to the show, bro. Big CMC. Um, I'm not sure if that's her official artist name, but that's her uh, IG handle. Okay. Uh, Pink Giovanni. She go by Corey. Um, TP. Uh, he, he got a, his uh, handle was Pocket Nine, I think, on Instagram. You um, gotta bring some of them up here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. plug and pass the word along. But it's like several new artists that yeah. I'm new to. They may not necessarily be new, new to the people, but yeah. they're new to me, and um, they're coming out and rocking with us on the platform. Oh, shout out uh, Nick Ryan. That's uh, Floss a lot. One of his artists. He'll be uh, doing a spot performance. And also shout out uh, Vito Lays. That's a hell of a. Oh, Vito Lays got a he, hard he, ass record. Yeah, what he said? What he in that? Uh, what he in the up. store rapping? Yeah. He, told, he, he told his son, uh, "I forget, man. That shit hard as hell, man. Yeah, I like Vito Lays, bro. That that shit hard as hell when he in that uh, liquor store rapping." Um, so what's next for you, bro? Like just on, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we we kicking off the year strong. Yeah, like you you kicking off the year strong. So I know you got something up that's yeah. special. So. so I'm gonna try to keep the events going. No, I ain't gonna try. I'll keep them going. Well, I only say that because I'm not, you know, not God. You know, life happens, but that's my effort. That's what I want. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to manifest and foresee. But I want to do them quarterly. Uh, more music coming from Dot and Child solo wise. Um, more visuals for the music they already got out. We definitely gonna get back on the road and tour and promote some more. Yeah. Um, the running message I've been saying with that though, we do have some music they're working on, and when we drop this next batch, it's gonna be a direct decision to focus more on pushing all of the music even more than what we've done in the past. Right. Okay. So for those that are fans of what we do, uh, music wise, just give us the time to work it because we're trying to take it as far as we can take it right, to right. other markets. So. A lot more shows, a lot more. Cause areas. see, that's still a thing too that 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 the outsiders don't understand that it's still different records working different markets. Right. Even though you could blow up on the internet and all of that, like, but it's still it has to work in a certain market. And the best way to describe that is the relationship between Detroit and the Bay, the relationship between Detroit and Memphis. So these are other markets that if you are a Detroit artist, we know these records work here. No matter what type of Detroit artist is, right. these places love this. These So you still got to get 
in these markets and you got to meet the DJs in these markets through these DJ coalitions and you got to meet the writers and all of that still because it has to make sense. See, the Internet is kind of like smoking mirrors in a game full of smoking mirrors. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So <clears throat> that was a good way to put it. Yeah. So when y'all hit the road, we see y'all in Chicago tapping in with these podcasts over here or y'all in Cleveland. And we get it because it's still a Midwest. It's still a Midwest sound. It's still. And so when you when when people when you say the people that y'all about to roll out, push all the music, we about to new, use new music to roll out just so you can go get the first Coney Island. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, like, like that's that's what it. Well, is. actually, the new music is because they've been itching. To no, get no, but I just, but right, I get that just, part. But uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, speaking for them because they hadn't been in the studio since um, we did their solos, and that was last summer. Oh, we okay. spent the whole summer working on Mason May and uh, Problem Child Three, so that was a three month process. Right. Working on both those projects, and we dropped them both on Labor Day. So that's the current music they got out that, right now. Right. Because let me see. October, November, December, January. So that music just now four months old. Right, right. Which we know in the internet can be super old. Oh, yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it's brand new. Still <laughs> really new. Yeah. Feel somebody who ain't heard. Yeah. So, and then they got a whole catalog that you referring to with the Coney Islands and the fucker demos and right. everything else in that catalog that you can go and binge listen to and binge watch. Right. But they both are itching, and I am as well, to get back. Because we had a lot of Because they artists Yeah, and yeah you are artists too in, Yeah so you That came in uh, Post Labor Day That we've been sitting on So we about to go back in And possibly put together You know Really EPs I'm shooting for Right So maybe like Three to five songs For both of them No more than uh, Five songs at best Go in and put together some EPs just to kind of hold people over Until it's album time so until, real. until we ready for whatever in the future so Right that had to be the bridge between now and the summer. But like I said, while we were out touring and working in the spring and summer, you would have that new music, the stuff we just dropped from Labor Day. Right, yeah, you got, you got a variety. Yeah, you, you got, got enough it, to yeah. hold you over. You got a playlist. You while we shooting videos, doing interviews, hitting the road, then performing, you know, trying to get the merch game up. So like I said, we're going to really be focusing on enterprising and continuing to further the infrastructure and build. So we want to make sure that our core fan base and core supporters and people that rock with us is fed with the music and the material that we got. So I'm just asking on behalf of them, on behalf of us, when we give you this next batch, live with it for a while. I'll yeah, yeah, know. study it. Get to know it. Let yeah. us work. So, again, this Saturday, January 21st, you will be where? 36 Vision Studios, uh, Redford, Michigan, 25450. Okay. Um, show opens up at 8. Performances will probably start about ten thirty. Um, it's twenty before eleven. It'll be a little inflation. Will it be food, dear man? Yes. Um, <laughs> we got a liquor vendor. Shout out Kim's Tasty Treats. I'm still trying to work on a food vendor to get there. If y'all know anybody, yeah, you know, shoot them my way. But I'm still working on trying to get a food yeah, vendor there. Yeah. Um, if not, I'll just order some pizzas or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start slanging slices. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but live. you, because you saying everything else that's gonna be there, man. Yeah, there got yeah. to be some food in the yeah, house, yeah. man. So we yeah. gotta uh, figure that out. I might put a little pressure on Doc because she know a couple food people too. Yeah, um, yeah, that's so dope. See, we get a taco truck or something there. Yeah, yeah had somebody whoop up. Had a car, the Sweetwater truck. Had them post up outside. They probably adore it. Yeah, it's just something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So just um, again, man, trying to continue to give back. You know, and build. 
you know, thank y'all as always, man, for, for sure, having man. me out. You know, um, first interview of the year. It's the first one of the We wasn't even starting until, like, in two weeks, bro. Oh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why you was, like, the 20. I'm like, all right, we we, we, we in there, bro. Yeah, like, straight yeah, out, we wasn't even starting. Because you know how we do. We got shows. Well, we got shows stacked up. Like, you know? <laughs> Boy, I can load them bitches up. Today. Just let them drop. You feel what I'm saying? But my man say he, he need to promote the show. We own it, man. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey man, we appreciate you stopping by, bro. We appreciate uh, assisting you and still being able to be a part of your story and your journey, man. And as always, man, I'm we tied in, man. Like I tell uh, Jay and Dame, you know what I'm saying. Y'all four, I don't care how far I go, you know what I'm saying. Wherever level I, this ends at for me, when it comes to media and coverage, y'all always gonna get it first because y'all believed in me before everybody else. Appreciate that. I Appreciate saw me at that. the beginning when I was like a baby, baby. Yeah. So it's like I'm always gonna bring it home first. Probably done seen you at that record store before because <laughs> we was in the record store game though. So I we, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So where can people find you at on the uh, socials? Yeah, you can find me at um, Grind Life three one three um, on Instagram. That's G R I N D L I F E three one three. Same thing on Twitter. Uh, Brandon Scarber on Facebook and LinkedIn. I really spell that. Spell that. Just B-R-A-N-D-O-N, Scarber, S-C-A-R-B-E-R. Like yeah. Scarface, two syllables, Scarber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, not really on Snapchat or TikTok. I don't really play with that too much. Uh, website, www.westillrise.org. Yeah. Um, YouTube, ASR Consultant for all the content, for all the artists. Uh, for PDOT, you can follow her at PDOT Music, Twitter and Instagram. Or no, it's I am PDOT on Twitter. Um, P dot on Facebook on her fan page for Chaz is thirty two sixty nine Chaz on everything. His website is dboysound.com. Hers is dotgang.net. Uh, again, their current projects is Mason May Volume One, Janice Baby Boy. Shout out to Chaz. Uh, two singles that's out: Archer Lee and Where I Want to Be. And um, for Dot, it's Confessions of Fire. Her project is Problem Child Three. Again, her site is dotgang.net. Thank y'all again, man. Okay, for sure. AJ, where can they find you? Uh, at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. At TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. What about you? If y'all want to find me, just go to Amazon, type in SL Jackson, and whatever pop up is either going to be uh, The Adventures of Shelby Sunshine or it's going to be Justice, Justice for Nikisha, Father's Pain. Uh, that's how y'all find me. Or y'all can go to one sljackson.com. That's one L. SLJackson.com Order your copy of the award winning novella Animal Instinct The Urban Jungle Oh shout out to Hulu Because on January 19th Yeah you have the 19th uh, Web of Destruction What is it called? Web of Death Web of Death is coming on It's a series And episode 5 is about Nikisha Is it 5 or 6? I think it's 5 okay. He just posted something okay, So okay, okay. episode 5 is about uh, The murder of Nikisha Hawkins And what happened with uh, her And her dad Calvin Hawkins And that is the basis okay. Of the true it? crime novel Justice for Nikisha A Father's Pain That we released That's the basis of it So yeah. after you go watch that Go order the book and Because the book Is going to blow you away The Okay The show is just a commercial For the book And the show was done Before the book Like, But you yeah. would think That it was You know what uh -huh. I'm saying yeah, yeah. So yeah I'm Santuan I'm Antoine I want for my brother What, what I, I want, want for myself, myself.